Hello all and welcome to the fifth episode of the Fans at Home podcast. Today I'm once again joined by Chris Adewoye, Patrick Noyoga and Will Morley. Um, we today will be discussing the top 10 managers of the Premier League era. We're, we're continuing on with this Premier League theme. The next episode will be on teams. And then if anyone listening has any suggestions or wants to come on the podcast or or debate with anything, the, you can send me uh, a personal message if you have my details. Um, DM, me, DM me on Instagram or please email the fans at home podcast at gmail.com. That is the fans at home podcast at gmail.com. Um, any ideas, any suggestions, if you want to come on and talk, so you can send an email there or access any other passages of communication to me. So with that said, top 10 managers, Premier League era, circa 92. Chris Adewoye, would you like to lead us away? Yes, I'd be happy to. Okay, so at number 10, I've gone with Brendan Rodgers, um, because although he's not won a title and he's been dismissed from a couple of clubs, um, one must bear in mind that he got um, Swansea promoted to the Premier League and they were the first Welsh team to get promoted to the Premier League. Um, after that, he went to Liverpool and stabilised a team that was finishing about 7th and 8th and took them as far as 2nd. And also in 2014, won the LMA Manager of the Year. And what he's doing right now at Leicester, he's also taken a team that was also ailing a bit. He's re-established them as like a top six or seven club and they're even like, you know, competing uh, for a Champions League spot. So at each of the clubs he's been at, he's stabilised them first and then taken them forward. So for that reason, he's 10th on my list. Number nine, I've gone Pochettino because that's more of the eye test, just watching his Southampton team, the way they improved once he managed to learn the English language and then what he did to Spurs and how he's improved Spurs players um, while he was at Spurs. Yes, he didn't win anything, but I think that's more down to the lack of experience within the squad. Like most of their play, their star players have never won like a major trophy. And I think to get that team to the Champions League final with no um, spending budget kind of shows you like how good he is at working with what he's got. At number eight, I've gone with Antonio Conte. Um, I feel like because of the lack of um, longevity in the Premier League these days, um, all the top clubs have um, a revolving door, if that makes sense. Like they've got managers going in and out. So although Conte was only in the Premier League for two years, what he did in the 16-17 season was remarkable. Um, he came in with a new way of playing, which I remember managers such as Koeman and even Guardiola tried to emulate afterwards. The three at the back, they started a bit slowly, but then they were dominating teams. They had 30 Premier League wins, which they were the first team to break that 30 barrier. And I think they had like 93 points, which was unbelievable. So for that reason, Conte's gone eighth on my list. Um, I've gone Klopp at seven. He's not won a Premier League, but similar to Pochettino. Um, he came to the Premier League. Um, he took an ailing team and then managed to completely... Um, reinvent their playing style and basically wow fans across the league and I mean they're on their way to a title this season and he's made Liverpool like uh, a dying giant a sleeping giant to one of the top two or three teams on the continent um, I've gone Ancelotti at six um, the 2009-10 season I think that Chelsea team is kind of underrated they were brilliant I remember them beating teams like Wigan 8-0 West, um, West Brom 6-0 they dominate teams and they'd come off like um, a drought the seasons before. So the way he was also able to like, you know, revitalise the team was quite quality. And he also won the FA Cup the year after and came second and was kind of unlucky to be sacked. 
And then also, I like what he's done at Everton recently. He's managed to get the best out of players who were flopping a bit, like Calvert-Lewin and stuff. So that shows that not only can he win titles when he spends money, but he can also, um, you know, work with what he's got and, you know, eke the talent out of young players. So, um, and also, one can't forget what he's done at clubs like Milan and Napoli so, and PSG. So, for that reason, he's quite high on my list. I've gone Doug Leash at five. Um, he won, I know it's not Premier League, but um, before the Premier League, he won three titles with Liverpool, uh, including giving them their first double and two of those were as a player manager, which is quite, you know, remarkable. Um, in his second stint as Liverpool manager in 2012, he actually ended their um, League Cup drought. And then regarding the Premier League, when the Premier League started, he was a manager of Blackburn and this was a small team of not a big spending budget. He took them to three top four finishes and then the third season won um, the Premier League title, which like, it's not Leicester level, but it's another. It's the second example of like a really small underdog, you know, um, surmounting the big team. So for that reason, he's gone fifth on my list. Now we go to the top four. I've got Guardiola um, at number four. I mean, I don't think I have to go into too much detail. You saw what he did with Man City, the way they play. Like they probably play the best football that I've seen. Well, attacking football, they play the best football in the last 25 years in this country. He won two titles. He's got what 198 points in those two seasons. Um, they've broken all the records. They won 18 straight games, I think, which is another Premier League record. So. Um, probably the only reason why Guardiola is not in my top three is because he has spent like ridiculous amounts of money. So, and also this season they've fallen off a little bit. Number three, I've got Mourinho. Again, don't really need to go into too much detail. What he did as a young manager when he came to the Premier League in 2004 was unbelievable. I mean, not only did he get the better of Ferguson, but he made Wenger pretty much irrelevant for a bit. Um, they played. They were defensively brilliant. Offensively, they're uh, amazing to watch. And um, he was, it's obviously, they won the dub, two straight um, Premier League titles and he was even unlucky to get sacked um, the year after. And not only that, but then the fact that he managed to come back to the same environment about eight years later um, and win in 2014-15 shows that, like, his um, ability is, like, and his, like, class as a manager is, like, you can translate it between different eras, if that makes sense. Um, I've gone for Wenger at number two. Wenger only won three titles in, what, like 20 years as a Premier League manager. But, I mean, he was the person who masterminded the Invincibles run. 49 unbeaten games and an unbeaten league title. And also, if you hear what a lot of ex-players say around the time he came in in the late 90s, um, in terms of sports, science and nutrition, they say he revolutionised the English game. And also, people forget that they were in the Premier League for 20... I mean, they were in the Champions League, the top four, for 20 straight years. And this was a cash-strapped club which moved from Highbury to the Emirates. So I think it's kind of underrated the way he managed to maintain that stability. Because you see what's happened to Spurs this season when they've moved to their new stadium. They've gone from second, third, fourth to now eighth. You know, new manager and they're still not getting better. So for that reason, Wenger's gone second on my list. Number one, Alex Ferguson. 13 titles, 20-plus years. I mean... He beat Arsenal 2-0 playing six defenders. And, you know, yeah, that's just an example of just, like, his understanding of the game. He was a mastermind, but then also a man-manager when players, you know, got on the wrong side of him. He he um, got rid of them quickly. People like Van Nistelrooy Beckham replaced them with top quality. Brilliant in the transfer market, brilliant on the training pitch, won everything in the game, longevity. Yeah, and you see what happened to Manchester United the minute he left. So for that reason, my, um, Alex Ferguson is my best Premier League manager of all time. Yeah, I'm done.
Good stuff. So we now move on to Pat. Pat, do you want to give us your top 10? Okay, so I'm going to start 10 with Dalglish, Kenny Dalglish. And um, <clears throat> so at, at Blackburn, he took them from the second division, so like the championship, and then led them to runners-up of the, of the Prem and then eventually won it. <laughs> Um, and then he, when he went to Newcastle, finished as a runner-up again, and the, like against United to win the league against United, then it's pretty, pretty impressive. And I mean, although when he came back to Liverpool, he wasn't like amazing. The team was pretty, pretty dead. Um, and he what he um, won the FA Cup, I think. League Cup, League Cup 2012. Oh, right, okay. Um, number nine, I have Ranieri. He um, at Chelsea, he led them to runners-up finish, and um, kind of set the like, set the the stones for Mourinho, who came in and the next year and like swept swept everything away. Um, and obviously at Leicester, what he did was incredible, um, winning the league. The tack- and I think what's underrated about, about that season, like everyone talks about, like Wes Morgan's captaincy and like Mares and Vardy, but the way he set up team tactically, no one could really break him down. And like with Kante in the middle, and then a counter attack, no one could really stop it. Um, at eight, I have Brendan Rodgers. Um, I purely from just watching him, seeing how his teams played, like from Swansea, who came to the Premier League and played really good football, that was all down to Brendan Rodgers. And um, at Liverpool, was so close to finally winning the league, but obviously someone slipped. Um, and at Leicester, he's completely revitalised them after their like drop off after winning the league, and they get their genuine top four like contenders. Um, seven, uh, Rafa Benitez, who's at Liverpool. <laughs> Chris is not happy. Um, he was at Liverpool a while and led them to second in the Premier League. And I mean, although they didn't win, the team was not great at all. So I think second with them is a pretty good achievement. Six, I have Ancelotti, who um, he has the third highest win rate. Like, his through his time at Chelsea, he has the first, third highest win rate as a manager in the Premier League history after Ferguson and Mourinho. And um, to come and win the league um, in his first season in the Premier League like, over United is pretty impressive. Um, five, I have Klopp, just... I mean, his his team this year is ridiculous. Last year they were ridiculous too, but yeah, it's, that, that's a league title. Um, for Guardiola, his team his team in twenty eighteen is the, probably the best team I've ever seen play. And like as a as a football fan, just watch like obviously I hate City, but just to enjoy the way their team played is like outstanding. Um, three, Mourinho came into the league, won the double in his first year, won the league again the next year with an unbeatable defence. Um, and then to come back years later, win the league again. And that second place finish for United is extremely underrated, considering how poor the team was, illuminated by our finishes every other season since Ferguson left. Um, Sanchez, Lukaku, Martial. But you want to say Sanchez is good at United? I mean, I remember him against Man City. I mean, one game. 
Okay, cool. Keep he had like keep four goal contributions in that many going. games. Keep going, keep going. Um, keep going. Second, Arsene Wenger, don't really need to say much, much more than what Chris said. He completely revolutionised football, brought like bring in proper diets and uh, football in England, as in with the sports science stuff. Um, and yeah, the Invincibles. He he's probably his time was probably like ruined a bit towards the end, where he probably should have left earlier, and that may have um, I don't know left him in a in the worst light than he should be held as. But yeah, and number one, Ferguson. I'm not going to explain that. Right. Okay. So, Morley, you want to get round us up with another top 10? Sure thing. Um, I think my 10's a bit quite similar to Pat's, or especially near the, the top end of it. Um, number 10, I've gone with Pochettino. Like Chris says, although he's not won the Premier League, he transformed both the Southampton side from a poor team managed by Nigel Atkins, I think. Um, and, as, and also, Tottenham, as we all know, from a shaky side managed by Villas Boas and Tim Sherwood to genuine title challenges. And like Chris said, he got into a Champions League final with very little budget. Um, number nine, I've gone with Claudio Ranieri. Um, he, of course, won that elusive, um, when he won that Premier League title in 2015-16, 5,000 to one odds at the start of the season. Um, no one really backed him um, in, uh, in, in the summer. Lineker, of course, tweeted, Claudio Ranieri, really. Um, he also made Chelsea a Champions League qualifying side, but was unfortunate that Mourinho um, came along after his Champions League win with Porto. Um, number eight, I've gone with Benitez. He played, well, he managed 340 games with a 49% win ratio. Um, he's pretty much done well wherever he's gone. Um, in 2017-18, he managed to take a Newcastle side to 10th in the Premier League with absolutely no budget, having been promoted the season before. Um, he nearly guided Liverpool to the Premier League title. Um, but, of course, he did have that rant about Sir Alex Ferguson where he talked quite a lot about facts. That, that may have scuffed his chances. Number seven, I've gone with um, Sir Kenny Dalglish. Um, he won the uh, Premier League in 94-95. Like the other two have touched on, he was promoted in 91-92. He then went to finish fourth then second, and then, of course, first. Um, it's very impressive. Number six, I've gone with Carlo Ancelotti. He won that 2009-10 Premier League title. Although he didn't manage as many games, I think only 87. He had a 61% win ratio. That season, Chelsea scored 103 goals, which up to that point was the most team has scored in the season, but was then um, matched or beaten by City in 17-18. He was a tactical master, absolute genius, and number six on my list. Number five, I've gone with Jurgen Klopp. He is yet to win the Premier League, but I mean, if the season is restarted, he'll no doubt win one. Um, in 173 matches, he's managed a 65% um, win ratio. Um, his influence on Liverpool cannot be understated. We looked like a club on a massive de uh, decline following the exit of Suarez then. An awful 2014-15 season, which was eclipsed by a 6-1 thrashing against Stoke. But Klopp came in and he's completely transformed the side and we're now looking like a force to be reckoned with. Number four, I've gone with Pep Guardiola. He's won, well, he won, he won two Premier League titles, including that 2017-18 um, Centurions uh, winning side. He's got the highest win uh, percentage on this list with 74 
a sense. Um, he's brought his style, inspired by um, Johan Cruyff, um, to the Premier League, and he's he dominated with it. Number three, I've gone with Jose Mourinho. Three Premier League titles. Um, when he joined Chelsea in 2004-05, he got 95 points in his first season, which at the time, which at the time was the most a team had got. And then the following season, he got 91, which was somewhere up on that list. Um, those sort of stats we see today and we acknowledge down to Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp's um, brilliance as managers. But I mean, to do that in the uh, early to mid-2000s is, uh, is extremely impressive. Um, number two, <coughs> I've gone with Arsene Wenger. He also managed three Premier League titles, including that invincible side. He's managed the most games out of anybody on this list with 828. Um, he's had 15 Manager of the Month awards. Um, he was, as Chris has touched on, he was completely ahead of his time. Ian Wright um, mentions his strictness on diet, how he revolu- revolutionised uh, how football teams uh, perceived health and, how, and its importance. Um, and he's an absolute legend of the Premier League game. <clears throat> Number one, I've gone with Tarek Ferguson. Don't really know um, what I need to say. He's won 13 Premier League titles. He's had a 65% win ratio out of 808 games, 27 Manager of the Month awards, 11 Manager of the Season awards, and in my opinion, he's simply the greatest domestic manager of all time. Okay, okay. So with that all said, I'll round you. Um, I would, I would like to make an input that there may be more Chelsea managers higher up than what other people have, and I, I think. If we're looking at some statistics, that to back it up. I mean, little one to drop there. If we're looking at points per game, there's five, like the top 10 Premier League history, there's five Chelsea managers there in points per game, like on their win, on their um, points per game, like how many they had like one season each. Well, that's the thing. If people criticize Chelsea for their management movement, I'm one to criticize Chelsea for their management movement. But Abramovich and whoever's in charge of getting rid of the managers, which is often Abramovich, knows how to keep the 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 um, conveyor belt going and, and producing titles. So with that said, at number 10, I have Ooh. Sir Kenny. Um, that would be 94, 95. The season's already been spoken about with Blackburn. That sort of cements his placement on this list for me. I think that was definitely uh, a feat at the time, something that I can't speak too much to having not been alive, but I'm told by many and, and through research, it's, it's clear to see that there was a, um, there was a very clear movement that he started for that Blackburn team and to um, finish off with a title is great. Having managed, managed successfully at Liverpool prior to that, as um, I think it was Pat or um, Chris mentioned um, as well. We're not counting that, unfortunately, but player manager, etc., it speaks volumes to the value he had to the clubs he was, he was part of. And he continued to have success at Liverpool when he returned after Blackburn. Um, not as meteoric, maybe it's his time at Blackburn, but but still successful. So he takes the number 10 spot. And number nine, I have Claudio Ranieri. Now, any, anyone listening who knows anything about football knows about the 5,200 odds that Leicester overcame to win the Premier League. You know, Morley made the quote that Gary Lenticle tweeted about, which ended up resulting in him getting into his underwear for the beginning of match day season, <laughs> following season. Um and giving us one of the best TV moments in history, to be honest, to see a, uh, a former player and presenter. Hey, thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, well, yeah, I liked it because it meant that Tottenham didn't win the league. 
you know, Hazard fell asleep for a season and woke up just to hand it to Leicester, the title. So, um, but I think it's what's quite important is his time at Chelsea. Um, Morley commented on it. Um, but when he first arrived at Chelsea, he wasn't even able to speak English. And from that point, he, you know, maybe he wasn't, he was not in charge of recruitment, but he definitely would have had a say in to bring in players such as Frank Lampard and John Terry during his time to into the starting team. Um, we'll thank him for that for, for, for the rest of time to probably two Chelsea's biggest legends. Um, it brought us consistently into the top, top six across the seasons. And I think if we'd had the same owners, he would have stayed on for, for much longer. I just think Abramovich came in and wanted to buy whatever he could that would help him win. I'm not complaining. He brought in Jose Mourinho, having him just won the Champions League 2004 in Porto. And um, yeah, so I think Ranieri confirms his spot on this list and he's my number nine. And number eight, I have Rafa Benitez. Um, never won a Premier League. Um, finished very highly. You can speak volumes to his, his work done in the Champions League and um, FA Cups. He, had, he was responsible for one of what one of Liverpool's now three or four um, promising title runs in the, last, in the Premier League era. But um, I also thank him and respect his involvement at Chelsea because he stopped us when we were free-falling. And to stop, stop a big club from free-falling is no easy feat. And he did that you know, with, with such promise and such security, despite nearly ousting our captain, leader, legend, John Terry at the time. At number seven, I've got Carlo Ancelotti. So he's a manager that really maximized and probably made one of the most interesting Chelsea teams um, throughout the last two decades for certain, um, with the highest goal scoring at the time in Premier League. Um, might still be, I'm not sure how many goals Conte cycled, but it, it would be close. Um, uh, highest scoring side in the Premier League history, I think it is actually. Um, and, you know, Morley, uh, I think as Pat mentioned, his uh, win percentage being the third highest in, in Prem history. You know, he is also is like top five in points per game at 2.07, um, sitting pretty and only narrowly behind, but having managed the same amount of games as my number six, which is Antonio Conte. Um, Conte with a slightly higher points per game. I also put Conte above Ancelotti because he took a team that had finished in 10th place the previous season, came in, lost a few games, and then completely revolutionized the game, that how it's played in the Prem today. Managed had to change to adapt because no one could stop Chelsea. I think they, they, didn't, they, they may have lost like two or three games max after, after Conte changed the football style. And then to go from a team that was struggling 10th place and struggled at the end of the season to them winning the Premier League by seven points, um, you know, with a with very good teams there and about, I think what that was Guardiola's first season, etc. Um, well, there and about, I, I mean, I, I highly commend that. And I think he, he locks out the number six just behind my number five as well, which was Jurgen Klopp. Um, Klopp having not won a Premier League, I'm hesitant to put him any higher. I, I think he's a incredible manager. He's brought a tenacity to the league that it was possibly lacking. Um, that sort of Guardiola Klopp, um, Conte passion that was brought in that surge of managers, I think has been great for um, Premier League's notoriety. Um, he is a title contender last season. I think, what, they, how many points did they finish on? 99 points last season? They were 97. Called? 97. Like, yeah. ludicrous. Like, to, to not, win a, not win a Prem title and finish on 97 points. And have, they only lost one game last season. And this season, with regards to the COVID, it may not happen, but 
I think it would almost uh, pains me to say this, but it would be slightly an injustice if they weren't to to end up with a Premier League title slightly. at the end of the season. That'll be fine. Um, having having only lost one Premier League game this season again, and by far and away the <laughs> by far and away um, at the top at number four, I've got Pep Guardiola uh, in the uh, two campaigns um, previous to the season has the two highest points totals of any Premier League team in Premier League history, 98 and 100. No one's ever broken 100 club. First team to do it. Probably cementing Man City as what is thought of being the best team in Europe despite not winning Champions League. I would have supported that, saying that they were probably on paper and in, and in league, definitely domestic football were the best, best team in the world. Um, I think they've struggled a bit with some changes in personnel over this season, which is why they're not at the same heights. But let's not forget they are they are second and behind a very very good Liverpool team, probably a lot further behind than what you'd expect. But um, I think he's yeah he's got like the best winning um, highest points per game total in out of in Premier League history. Of course he's got the money. Of course he's got this that. Um, but I'd put him above Klopp again. Now it's all it's all pretty close. And number three, I've got Arsene Wenger. So unbeaten season, um, three Premier League crowns. Um, much respect. I, I completely um, get why some people put him at two. Um, was to add to his four FA Cup titles. I mean, there's there's a rich history of him at the club. I think what puts him lower than maybe two in my list is his failure to adapt when things weren't going his way. I think it put Arsenal in a sort of very stale position for years and years slowed down whatever and 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 you know to become as the club known as finishing fourth on a consistent basis and that was sort of suddenly a meme growing up i'm not you know i i don't think that that's he kind of ruined his legacy a bit um like having had such a rich beginning he kind of ruined it for me um continuing on as long as he did um and with an entire fan base i know i don't support the arsenal fan base and and that's sort of the way that they treat they treated him on his way out but for seasons and seasons there was banners flying over time to go whatever it might be and and Wenger out and whatever and that 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 doesn't help him doesn't help the team but it was a general consensus it was one of those things that rival fans just wanted him to stay in the league for as many seasons as possible because Arsenal weren't going to do anything however promising they looked in the first 10 games however great they were away um at home or whatever it might have been there was always something away from home one one game in 15 games away from home in in one of the seasons like it's just there wasn't the statistics that would boost me to think that he was manager at number the manager that could be higher than three that could adapt. I think there's a huge part is being able to adapt something we saw Conte do. And number two, I have Jose Mourinho. Um, I, I put him above Wenger. Some like people call, might call me biased. I don't think so. Um, back-to-back Premier League title winner in his first two seasons in the Prem. Um, did so much more than that. I'll speak to more to it because I feel like I'm going to have to back him up when we come to debating to try and secure that number two spot. But 305 games, 190 of them, 640 points, uh, 2.10 you know, points per game. Um, many amazing stats. Came back, won another Prem title um, with Chelsea. Uh, at one point, I think, yeah, I think it was two seasons ago when it was Guardiola's first or second season. I think it was Guardiola's second season. He's famed while he was at United for saying that um, in a press conference, to, he was commanding respect in his Portuguese accent, saying, "You know, I've won three Premier League titles. Every other manager in the Prem, they've combined, they've won two. So exactly, and I think 
there is a lot of respect lost for him, possibly because of his sometimes childish nature on the sidelines and in press conference rooms and whatever it might be. But he's iconic. And for me, he looks at the number two. I, even as a Chelsea fan, I couldn't put him above the man who has won 13 Premier League titles in his 21-year span as manager of Manchester United. Big name. The, the thing that made Ferguson the legend that he is, that, I mean, there's a stand made off, named off him, you know, for God's sake. But big players, big, big players. They came and went. Big players, Ronaldo, um, Beckham, like huge players. And yet the titles still kept rolling in. FA Cups, Premier Leagues, you know, Champions League, you know, whatever it might be. They kept, they kept coming. And I think that speaks volumes to his ability to adapt. Speaks volumes. Like that's a very defining feature of what might have been for Arsene Wenger if he was able to adapt with big players leaving like Omri and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that rounds up my slightly long-winded, I do apologize, top 10. And with that said, I'd like to quickly go into debating and finding the Fans at Home podcast top 10. Well, to be fair, I think that having heard what Lucas said about Conte, I think he does potentially deserve to be in the top 10. Um, having very little idea of what he was going to achieve in that 16-17 season with Chelsea, he had that rough start, but... He seemed to turn it around to when he switched formation and it was pretty incredible what he did. So I, for one, would be willing to move him into the top 10. I don't think at he goes 10, at 10. I think he goes much 10. higher. <laughs> into the top Wait, 10. So I'm not saying at 10. Uh, I'm saying who, would you move, who would you move out of yours then? Um, <sighs> no, I wouldn't. Uh, maybe maybe Pochettino. Maybe Pochettino. Yeah, I think yeah, Poch got to get in the bin a little bit. Yeah. No, I'd rather yeah. yeah. Where? Ranieri was a solid manager. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, after Invincible season, four, yeah. He did, yeah. He did four seasons at Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on his, on his last season, he finished oh, sec- yeah. I think he and finished he, and, second and, place and, and he got sacked. And, yes. and Ranieri was on, 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 the, on the up. So, okay, what did he win with Chelsea? Nothing. We finished high place. What did Brennan win with Pochettino, Pochettino, what did... Okay, what did Pochettino win with Spurs? No, no, no. I test, I test, I test. The Tottenham team... I test managers, bro. Absolutely not. None of us have watched Ranieri's Chelsea, realistically. Also, I don't know. I put... put, Are you put Dalglish, Ranieri... Okay, this sort of 10 discussion, Chris, is Ranieri, Dalglish... Uh, Rogers, Rogers Benitez, that's probably Benitez. around there. Benitez Rogers as well. Ten. Benitez go, as well. It's I'll those five Rogers around ten. this place. I think yeah, Rogers, Rogers, Rogers ten. ten. No, I think again, what did he win? For Kante. What did Rogers what? win? What? Not Kante, Conte, mate. <laughs> I mean, yes, I meant. Um... No, speaking of Kante, I'm firmly convinced that Kante was the main reason Leicester won the league, and that Ranieri did minimum. <laughs> that's not good. That's 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 right. Right. Okay, that's <laughs> it. So okay, fifteen. Listen, what did Kante do the season before that? Patrick, 
15, 16. Okay. Okay, Kante, so 40, 14, 15, Leicester comes 17, and Golo Kante is not there. I think Nigel Pearson was in charge or whatever. I don't really care. Six, 15, 16, Ranieri comes in. Kante signed. Not like <laughs> Ranieri. No, not like Ranieri's remotely in charge of recruitment because that's not what the structure's like at those clubs. It was Craig Shakespeare who's in charge of bringing players in. Anyway, Kante's the only star player or star manager to leave that team um, after the 15, 16 season. Oh. And they went, from, they went from first to 12th. And the team doesn't change. The manager doesn't change. He got sacked after like six months in another season because he was bad. Fast forward to Fulham. He he got Fulham relegated. Like he got Fulham. He got, he got a team. I thought Ranieri was like relegated. largely involved with Kante signing. I think I read that. No, because Kante, no, lo- no. you know, he loved Kante's style of play. Having seen him, he he like watched him play and he okay, recruited I'm, him. Well, we're also, no, also Chris. Do you want do Brendan Rodgers in your ten? No, and left Chris, the scout with Kante. Okay, okay, so okay, so how come Rodgers couldn't deal with Suarez leaving Liverpool in thirteen fourteen? What? Sorry, say that again. Because he was the, got, like the best striker. No, no, no. no, no, no I'm I'm saying it to Chris. How can you even Rogers praise for Liverpool, what he did with Liverpool when he couldn't deal with Suarez? Because departure? Liverpool under Hodgson and Dalglish, you were thinking, "Oh my days, what is happening to this Chris, club?" And Chris, then Rogers got them back into Europe. Where were where was Leicester's like highest finishing season before he came? In the like in recent Premier League, it wasn't that high. You you hate on him finishing twelve the season no, no, after no, 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 he won no. the league. Ranieri, Ranieri, like, Ranieri, it was Ranieri, always okay. going to happen. Ranieri is a 12th or 11th. He's a special mention. I don't personally yeah. think he's 10. If no, the other three of you no, do, no, then no. fine. Yeah. If the he's, other three of you do, he's, he's, he's on that list. I put him above Dalglish, but maybe not. But like, I think he's Dalglish. in that list for certain. Dalglish goes above Ranieri, I think. Yeah, Dalglish okay, has then to go above Ranieri. Then you put, then you put Ranieri at 10. Ranieri at 10, then. Fine. I'll get Rogers. Wait, so, so Rogers out, then? No, Rogers in. Pochettino out. Then Benitez out, then. Benitez, 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 Benitez over Rogers. Yeah, Benitez. What has Benitez done? Nick, you say the thing about Newcastle, how Newcastle had no money. They've both that's done. 30, yeah, that's, that's Brendan did the same the thing with Swansea. Yes, no, Brendan. I, I, Brendan at Swansea, I think, is better than Rafa yeah. Newcastle. Because Brendan, Swansea yeah. were a mid-table club in the Championship. Brendan took over, took them into the um, promotion spaces in the Championship, and then immediately mid-table playoff final, which was the richest game in football. It's 120 million pounds. They became the first team, the first Welsh team to play in the Premier League. They came to the Premier League. They're a mid-table club. He got his trip to Liverpool. He took a team that was mid-table two second. Yeah, they lost the best player in the Premier League, and it's not like they dropped straight back down to where they came from. They were seventh with like no good players, a 34-year-old Stephen Gerrard. Ignore all of that. Look what he's done at Leicester as well. I think what he's done at Leicester is the reason he has to be on the list. Because yeah. Leicester were in shambles with Claude Puel. Rodgers comes in. Not only did he stabilise them at the end of last season, but now they're better than United. They're better than... Did, um, haven't they won like one than... game since the turn Lots, of the Lots year of or something like that? Oh, okay, they're still so third in the league, aren't they? I know, I know. But haven't they just won one game since... I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, like, really I think it's really hard to judge a manager's, like, input on this season alone. Like, if you're going to use that yeah. as, like, a main reason why he's coming into the who, top ten. Who on earth would have said Leicester would be third in the league at this point? No, of course not. But at the, no I think at the same point, like, Benitez had consistency. Also, come you know, remember with Ryan... Sorry, yeah, you go, you go, you go. Yeah, I just yeah. thought he had consistency at the top. He did great things at Chelsea. And he's been a manager of three different Premier League teams to a very mm-hmm. high standard, or at least a decent standard. Like... He, I know we're not talking about Champions League here, but he did win the Champions League with Liverpool, okay? Something that Rodgers has never even dreamt of coming close to with any of the teams he's ever managed, okay? He, Benitez, if we're looking at this sort of Benitez, Rodgers, like who slips out of that top 10, right? I just think that it goes to, it goes to Rodgers. Maybe, maybe in like a year if we made this and, and Rodgers cemented Champions League football and went on to have a great beginning of next season, 
maybe he goes above Benitez for the fact that he was doing it with a probably less valued team. Didn't but, Rogers win the Europa League at Liverpool? No. No. Course. No. Who, we who, did, who we won the Europa League? No one won the Europa League with Liverpool. We won it with Jerry Liverpool Liverpool in 2001. Yeah, Liverpool Wait, won the Europa League. I want to say in like 2013. No, Chelsea won Chelsea's Europa League. No, but when in the team that was on the decline, Liverpool lost the final 3 1 to Sevilla in Klopp's first season. That was 15 Oh, that was Klopp. I just don't like, look, Benitez, Europa League, Champions League. I know we're not talking about those, but it has to go into the contribution of looking at how someone manages their season. Because yeah, fine. Like Chelsea, I'll go Ranieri ten, Benitez nine. I'll give sure. I'll give Benitez this. I think I think, think Rodgers and Potts slip out. Yeah, I, I think agree Rogers with and Potts slip out. Yeah, I, I agree think Rogers slips out because Benitez no, but yes, Rogers did a good job of stabilizing awful teams, but there's a difference between doing that. Moyes has done that. Eddie Howe has done yeah. that. But at the top level, Benitez has done. Would you put? Would you put? Discounting this season, I know it's a big statement, but discounting discounting like. Uh, Leicester's season Campo, this season Campo, how far how far away would have you been putting Benitez and Rodgers like discounting like a season that probably Leicester's been great for three four months in like where would you put no Rodgers would be 11 for Rodgers would be 12 Pochettino would be 11 I mean if this me. season didn't yeah. exist then yeah probably Benitez over Rodgers I'm not saying if it didn't exist I'm just like yeah. I'm trying not to say that because I think Liverpool like the main reason for putting Klopp as high as he is because he's about to go on or he was going yeah, on one sure. of the best seasons in Thing, but I just think it's it's important to have that in the back of your mind, thinking he's done a great job at Leicester. He's sort of been slipping off before we had this break. I think this break came at a great time for Leicester. That I don't think Leicester's going to want to restart the league. Personally, I think they'll be one of. The, I don't know how they voted on all. I but, think they'll be fine. Well, because they were slipping. They were slipping. They really were. No, they were fine. They were going to make the top four. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. With, okay, okay, with, okay, with what was it? Ten games to go. I reckon Chelsea would have dropped out of top four. Yeah, Chelsea would. Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. were out for United. Would, yeah, no, yeah, I, I think, I think, I, I thought it was possible maybe that both no, Chelsea no, and United, no, no, Chelsea. with Leicester's form, I thought maybe no. Chelsea and United would have slipped in. I don't think Chelsea. Chelsea would have couldn't out. score goals for like the last three weeks before the season end. Is that well, to be honest? No, we had better. No, I don't think so. We had a we had a change in um, in fortune in a little bit with with injuries to to Tammy and that being quite a big concern. Giroud's come. Oh. I mean, it's a big thing. It's a big thing that when your best striker is someone who was playing in the championship last season. That's your best striker. Okay, fine. I won't even, <laughs> even go on my Chelsea rampage. I'll leave that. Well, and then you look at Giroud was heading into say? nice form and playing much better. I mean, I don't know. Is Giroud and Tammy a strike force good enough to keep Chelsea in the top four? Possibly not. But at the same time, like respect to what the Chelsea team has done this season, because a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, they still have great players. I'm sorry. Compared to other teams, no, not really. What, what other teams are you comparing? Yeah. No, we're, we're going United, to yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 tangent, tangent, tangent. Yeah, tangent. Yeah, Chris, Chris yeah, what was your bottom three? What was your bottom three, Chris? What was my original bottom I agree. No, 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 no. The one you just said, I agreed with. Oh, um, it was Ranieri 10, Benitez yeah. 9, Dalglish 8. I'd, yeah, I'd go yeah. with that. I'd go with that. Let's right. leave it at that. Let's leave it at I that. I mean, fine. Let's yeah. Move I, on. Rogers 11. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, Number seven. six. No, seven. 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 Ancelotti. Ancelotti at seven. Wait, sorry, I was going to say, would you have Conte or Dalglish? And then the Italian boys after. What? I want to go. No, Dalglish is eight. Yeah, is Dalglish is eight. Dalglish is eight. Oh, yeah. seven. Oh, yeah, seven. sorry, sorry. He's yeah. not won anything. 
Klopp seven. He's not one. No, no, like no, this season, dude, they, honestly, like, they, and also, the also, also the he finished with ninety-seven points last season. Like, Chris, have sense. Would we have won the league this season? Klopp, Klopp, yeah, Klopp. Klopp. No, 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 no. Because I we'd have broken the record about, for the biggest distance I between first and second. If you think about it, if you Klopp's very lucky in terms of the club he joined, as opposed to so is Guardiola. So is Guardiola. No, ignore Guardiola for a sec because Guardiola, like, tactically... Okay, yeah, carry on, carry on. Whatever, yeah. Klopp, Klopp, eighth first season, no trophy. Fourth season after, no trophy. Second season after, no trophy. Three years, no trophy. Under Abramovich, does that slide? No. Ancelotti, first season, double. Second season, cup, sacked. Switch on the other way. If Ancelotti was at Liverpool, would he have done what Klopp's done? I think so, personally. Conte as well. I mean, Conte's first season compared to Klopp's first season. Even Conte's second season is as good as Klopp's second season at Liverpool. I think that Klopp is lucky that he's gone to Liverpool, whereas those two are really unlucky Wait. in the fact that they've gone to oh, I just, I just think that... I, I really do think teams. that... Klopp definitely had a better team. Yeah, Klopp didn't, didn't have a good team until two no, seasons Klopp's, ago. Klopp's we had Martin Skirtle and Colo as our centre-back partnership. Dude, don't, 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 cool. on, bro. don't hate on Skirtle. Cool. Um, and you were saying and progression and with Poch, eighth to fourth to second. Is that not progression? Who, Poch? Yeah, no, as in you were saying that Poch was so good because he's clear, his teams have progressed in the Prem. Klopp, that is the definition of Yeah, I'm saying that, I'm saying that Klopp, no, Klopp's had the progression, but if he was under Abramovich, who is like a demon in this managerial... He's not, he's not. What Chelsea team would have been eighth? Other than the Mourinho one who came... I mean, no, sorry, Conte, Conte has to be above Klopp. He went from, they went from 10th to I don't know, I don't know. That 10th season was just a complete write-off, like that was just the whole club just falling into bits. Yeah, I think when Mourinho like, left, we were seventeenth or something. When Mourinho left, we were seventeenth in the prime or something ludicrous like that. And then, sorry, I mean, think... a, a big shout out to Gus Hiddink for being the complete legend that he is and being the greatest interim manager in in Premier League history. But um, other than maybe Oli, but that's just is, is <laughs> head to head. Is Conte even is Klopp even better than Conte? I'm not sure. Yes. What do you I'm mean head to head? Yes, I think I think the Conte and Ancelotti I think they go next to each, they go next to each yeah. other, and I put Conte. Yeah, I want to put Klopp. I, can, I, I want to put Klopp and Klopp above those two. I would put Klopp above I mean, three, three of us. Above, three of us have got Klopp at five. Fine, fine, fine. I don't want to just go on like that. Three of us think and one of us don't. No, but actually, one of us Chris. I think you put Klopp below. That's the majority. Because Klopp ain't won anything. I think you can't. I cannot say because I think they won the championship last season. They're having the way they managed last season. The instant the 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 way instantly not even speaking the language they've come into the league and just won immediately won Klopp has spent I know they still continue but he's spent and spent and spent and spent and you say has he? Chelsea have better team has he? wait 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 wait, wait. We've, we've, we've got a net spend of 80 million since he joined that's, yeah, that's why I, I said I Guardiola said spent about 400 million net yes, spend. No, we're not got, talking about Guardiola oh. net, net spend means nothing yeah, yeah, got, exactly. everyone always gasses you got, that you've got like one huge in today's in today's Oh my inflated God. market. No, it's huge. So okay, or, 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 yeah, let's, no, keep it, let's keep a lid. Let's keep a lid. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, can, can I just finish my point? Can I just say, Klopp's title-winning team has freaks of nature in it in the same way, definitely, both, uh, both, both Chelsea teams. The 16-17 Chelsea team did not have any world-class players apart from Hazard and Angolo Kante. Personally, they had two world-class players. Look at the Liverpool team today. Goalkeepers world-class. Centre-backs are world-class. Both full-backs are world-class. The, the both wingers are world-class. That's five Would they be without Klopp? Players. 
in that system? I mean, okay, so Alison was finished product. I mean, oh, you know, Alison, okay, yeah. yeah Alison was but... finished product. Arnold and Robert. I mean, What's I don't know. The no, I wouldn't know. The fullbacks, no. Like that's no, because no, because are you are you seriously going to tell me that Klopp's on the training ground devising defensive drills and stuff like that? Is that Probably. a Klopp thing? No, no. That's not what coach does. If you want to, if you want to give Klopp credit, it's for the midfield. Klopp's brought those big players to the club. They've said that they've come to Liverpool to to work under Klopp. Like and Van even Dijk. his quality, what he did at Dortmund as well. That just like obviously yeah. is not relevant here, but it shows the quality. Yes, Van Dijk shows the quality because of Klopp. I think, I think there is everywhere. a very. Fine, fine. Fine, fine, fine. I think I think it's close. I think you can admit that it's very close, but at the same time, you can understand the other points of view, which would put possibly yeah, yeah, Klopp above 100%. the others. I think with ninety-seven 100%. points last season, going to win the as Molly's yeah, probably okay. rightly said by the largest gap, having built and you know continued to get better, I, I do. And Champions League last season to add to that. Champions League final the previous season. I know we're not talking Champions Leagues, but it just shows, you know, you have to take it into a little bit of account when you're discussing managers because they have to, te- they have to, you know, balance their team. You know, they have to realise that if you're playing a Champions League final that you're not going to be able to push as hard in the Prem. He got Champions League final yeah. and finished on 97 points. Like, fantastic. Okay. You know, they, until very recently this season, until they bottled it in every single thing, they were, you know, still in, in most of the competitions. So... Previous, yep. you know, before okay. Atleti at, at Anfield, etc. Big up, big up. So, um, with that said, I think um, we've got Ancelotti above Conte. I think you guys are happy with that. Yeah. yeah. I just Wait. think he came and and he changed. He, Wait, he yeah. Ancelotti uh, yeah. above Conte or Conte no? Sorry, above Conte above Ancelotti. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conte above yeah, Ancelotti. That's mm-hmm. it. It's 16th. Shape, shape. I mean, no, because change of like, change of like, shape, change different shape, era with different competition team. in. Hard, you know, this was hardly spent yeah. million. Yeah, different. Like, this was this is with a Conte competing. Conte competing with a United, uh, no. um, a pretty a pretty decent. No, a very decent City team. Okay. No, they were no um, no no no. Oh, no, that's Patrick, that's Patrick, that's Patrick, Patrick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill your Ancelotti point right now. 2007 to two, from 2006 to 2000. No, wait, let me get this right. One, uh, Chelsea, 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 Barcelona, and Manchester United were three of the best four or five teams on the continent for the three-year period before Ancelotti came. Whereas the yeah. Chelsea team that Conte inherited was in turmoil, star player injured. All their big players were on the older side, blah, 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 blah. And he took them straight from 10th to 1st. The Chelsea team that Ancelotti had had been in the Champions League semi-final the year before and the Champions League final the year before that and the semi-final before that. Like, they were a top team in Europe. Okay, Nobody yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. me that. Yeah. So... Yeah, no. I, I put no, Conte, Conte above Ancelotti. I just think that 09-10 season, Chelsea was better than the 16-17 season. No, because, because, no, I because think... the, the, Okay, finish. But no, the 16, I think the Premier League won thirty games. They won thirty games. Yeah, and I, I, I think the Premier League was was just pretty stiff that year. Yeah, whereas in the whereas in the 08 and 90s, and the top goal scorer was like you always say in every podcast was only 19 years. It was an off season in terms of you know offensive. No, talent. that was a really good lost, defensive season. They had lost their best. Fine. What what other big clubs were there in the Premier League in the fifteen six in the 08-09 season? United, United just lost Liverpool. their best player. Liverpool United, came Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool came in 0910. Liverpool. Arsenal. Not Torres, sure. uh, no, I, I mean remember. Liverpool didn't do very well in 09 Benitez gets sacked. There were more big teams. There were more big teams in 2019. 16-17, no one knew who was... I don't remember seeing a favourite. Like, Guardiola just came no. to City's no, team. No, but if like, you look, look, at the, look, at, look, at, look at the really standard of players in the league, like, there were 
the, the yeah, no, those great teams, those great teams, then, just not great direction yet. Just I think couldn't that's be Chelsea. What we saw over they couldn't the be Chelsea years. because Chelsea's no, I don't Chelsea's not a standout. Like, I think I agree with Pat. I think nine ten season. No just look at that. Look at that change that Chelsea made after that. From I think they'd lost. I mean, they lost a crazy amount of, like, comparatively, what they lost in those first sort of six, seven games before Conte made that change to what they lost the rest of the season. I don't know. I feel like that change yeah, has tactically for the last five years as well. Yeah. But since since yeah. then, football, football in the Premier League has been lot of different. It's completely you see different. Feedbacks, you see people combating. A lot of more formation changes. More How many feedbacks do you see in the Premier League now? I mean, it's not even that, but season, what they made to change, the like they made Premier League managers change yeah. either their formations yeah. to I the mean, same style, the, season, the same similar styles, or styles to combat that. No, and the same, styles that combat that are what yeah. we see in the Prem today. Those are the ones that are introduced by, yeah. by Klopp, by Guardiola, yeah. if you want to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the what emphasis that on fullbacks, the, em- the emphasis on fullbacks, especially, I think, is the main thing. Um, I, think, I, think he's but, a, um, I think he's above Ancelotti. I, I do. And we've got yeah, Klopp okay, at five. So- um, yeah. and I think we're all comfortable Guardiola saying four. that the, the heavyweight yeah. three at the top is is just narrowly missed out by Guardiola at four. I think Guardiola at four. Yeah. You spent yep, too I much agree. money and had two dodgy seasons, so we'll go for him at four. I think you can say dodgy yeah. seasons, but you know, the introductory season. season to, the introductory season. That was a dodgy yeah, season. Yeah, it's the first season but, in the prep. Yeah, exactly. Introductory season. Built his no, team by, by, dodgy, I mean, by, by, by dodgy, I mean that's why he's not in the top three. Didn't he come third in that season, Pat? Yeah, was it third or fourth? No, he came third. fourth. He came fourth. He came okay, fourth. fourth. He came fourth. Um, anyway, they, they three. They were out of the Champions League as soon as possible. It wasn't. Okay, we got a th- we got a three-two-one. Um, I think the only le- debate left is between two and three. I know yeah. you guys are going to debate me hard on this. <laughs> I don't want to spend too no, sorry, much time yeah, on it. I just want to say the, my main reason why. Okay, on my original list, I had Mourinho above Wenger because I think head to head. Mourinho was just more likely to be. Oh, yeah, Wenger. He, he owned Wenger. Of, he owned him. Yeah, he owned, Okay, no. Mourinho, I think the fact that Mourinho is a current manager and there's no denying his level has dropped. That mm. I think is a big factor. Oh, if you're talking about level drop, look at Wenger. I mean, oh my God. No, days. but Mourinho's current. Mourinho's current. And I think he's going to do badly at Spurs. I think he's going to do badly at Spurs. I think that's more Spurs' oh, fault than his. No, Spurs' fault than his. Why? Look Honestly, how much money they spent. That... They spent 150 million in the last window. Bear in mind that. He's alienating... Oh, Celso and Dombele. Unfortunately, there's... No, he literally had very... No, Mourinho did not have... Um, okay, I think he. Fine, I think he actually fine. has been trying to work with the players that were at the club okay. before. I think the only player that's really made okay, it into fine, his fine. his, come, his come plans is is Bergeron. Like okay, fine. First thing. First, okay, first thing. Money. Mourinho bankrolled when he won the first two leagues. Bankrolled. Yes or no? Bankrolled. Yes. Or yeah. No? Yes or no? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Absolutely bankrolled. So if we want to say, oh, Guardiola, Molly keeps saying, oh, Guardiola, you're not all that. You spent so much. You spent so much. Everyone says everywhere we, he Who goes, hasn't, Mourinho yeah. has to spend. Ferguson, Ferguson did. Wenger didn't. Wenger didn't. Wenger didn't. Bro, Thierry okay. Wenger couldn't. Million. Wenger was never the same manager after the 04 season. Like he couldn't deal with yeah, the big players leaving his club. No, that, no, 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 as no, 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 Chelsea's team, Chelsea's team is worth eight hundred million, and how many, how many teams, how many players of Arsenal? Wait, eight hundred million. Wait, wait, wait. Starting eleven. We're talking about starting eleven. Wait, wait. Eight hundred mil. That's exaggeration. That's an exaggeration. Bro, no, it's, it's not just an exaggeration. <laughs> okay. That's a farce, bro. That's that's nowhere okay, fine, near eight hundred million. Fine. Okay, fine. 
Like Chelsea ever has any team been worth nearly eight Actually, wait, let me back up Wenger quickly. Let me back up Wenger quickly. I mean, okay. Marina okay. did not have to do with selling your best player every year just to like oh, keep the yeah. club afloat money wise. Yeah. Yeah. You no, Luca, you're saying oh, Wenger couldn't deal with losing his best players. Yes, he could. Van Persie left. No, Van Persie, 30 goals, we were fourth. Van Persie left, replacement was Bloody Zuru, who scored 12 goals. That's a minus 18 goals, and Arsenal went from fourth to third. 20 straight seasons of... Giroud was clutched. Don't um, hit on Giroud, man. No, but I mean, it's, it's a numbers Percy, game. Numbers it? don't lie. 30 goals to 12 <laughs> goals. I mean, okay, I'm going to say, if Wenger had... Yeah, even not, just losing Fabregas, where Wenger had finally, Henry, Yeah, Fabregas, Nasri, Nasri. Bergkamp... But, uh, but he Perez, was never the same. Yeah, right. He was never the same. And you had your entire fan base calling for his exit for four that's, years. No, that's because the fact... Look at Mourinho. Is another exaggeration. They had a bloody parade when he left Man United. They had a bloody yeah. parade. And, and, and what happened? And what happened when the next manager okay. came in? Wenger, and, and whatever. Wenger, we miss Mourinho. We miss this about him. Wenger, we miss that. Wenger never lost the dressing room. Wenger never lost the dressing room. I didn't care what fans did because fans don't know football. Wenger never lost the dressing room. Mourinho lost the Real Madrid dressing room after six months. The president didn't want him. The fans didn't want him. The players despised him. That's why he's not gone back there. Even though they've gone through like Santiago, Solari and Julian room. He lost the dressing room when he came back for a second stint at Chelsea. Yeah. He didn't lose the so dressing room in his first okay, stint. Okay. And he and he yeah, and he yeah, adopted cool. the that's, dressing room. That's fifteen years ago. That's fifteen years ago. I don't give it's a It's Premier League era, my friend. Okay. What what do you think the invincible season was? Sixteen yes, years I ago. Know. I'm praising Wenger for what he did in 2012, 2013. You're talking about Mourinho. Oh, you cannot don't praise Let that because you all what, hated him. Because you've not no because you've not even finished what I've said about Mourinho. Mourinho lost the Real Madrid dressing room. Who knows? Thus, he lost the Chelsea dressing room the second time he came back. He then lost the Man United dressing room. Is that not right? That's three straight. He's three for three. And I'm tempted to say he's lost the Spurs dressing room already. Like, I know that's a bit here. But no, I mean, that's, that's not. No, it's not, nowhere near. Mate, honestly. Did you, did, like, no, no, no. You, you want to talk about, oh, Leicester on a bad run. Have you seen the state of Spurs the last couple of months? Have you seen this day? Where's Kane's been right. in? They've had no striker. Kane's been injured. They haven't had a striker. Yeah, I know. They've got someone in midfield called Ndombele, who I have no idea why Barcelona's interested in a guy who literally you could put a pack of wood there, but it would almost do a bet. Okay, cool. He's been terrible oh, in that team. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. Um, you done? I saw a stat the other day. No, another big thing about Mourinho is he doesn't improve. No, he doesn't improve players. He doesn't. I mean, I, I was the biggest Mourinho fan a couple of years ago. And then I saw what he did at United to people like Rashford, Martial, who undeniably have bags of talent. He just stifled their ability, stifled their growth. I He's don't think you can say he stifled what? Rashford's ability. What are you on about? No. How? It, look Wait. At Mate, look at the numbers. Mourinho in a, in a hundred, I think it's hundred and twenty-eight games under Mourinho. Rashford scored twenty-eight goals in fifty-two games under Solskjaer. Lots of them were subs. Lots of them were subs. As in, so lots you, of them you, were, you, came you, on you, from you're, the You're seriously going to tell me that Mourinho helps Rashford and Martial progress? No, and no, also came, no, they, they were they were much younger Rashford, under Rashford was, uh, like, under Mourinho. He was sorry. our only striker for all. What do you mean, Mourinho? No, no, because Martial and Martial. Okay, fine. The season that they both managed United. Under Mourinho, Rashford and Martial were dog. Like, he, he would try his hardest to not get them to play. The minute Solskjaer came in, the next game, they both scored in the first game back. And then since then, they've just gone leaps and bounds. They now are consistent. Um, Rashford is so much older than he was. Do you know the maturity that happens between the age of 20 and 23? What the hell are you talking about? This is last season. This, no, what? I'm talking about last season. He was there. Wasn't Thingy there last season? Mourinho? Yeah. 
Yeah, what yeah. about when we came Mourinho second? Mourinho was at Man United last season. Yeah, no, Mourinho came, came second with the United team. Okay, yeah. behind City in their, in their 90, was it the 98-point season no, that they I'm came saying, second I'm saying, to? Ra- what, they only had 81 points 10. or something like that, but okay, still. Right, okay, Rashford was 20 and scored 10 goals in Mourinho's last full season. In Solskjaer's half season this year, where Rashford's 21, 22, he scored 14 goals and he plays at left wing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but we've had Lukaku, have we? What? Yeah, no. You took away. You took like away the guy who was taking. Who was scoring most Lukaku of your goals? Lukaku. That, that's eight. That again. That is false. Lukaku scored sixteen goals in his first season and twelve in his second. That's not like oh, ridiculous I mean, I mean, numbers, is it? Yeah, no. I mean, look. The, you, you, Mourinho's never been the team that has like scored the most goals in the. I don't think we've ever called Mourinho the attacking genius. He's often been praised for his defenses and the and defensive barricades that he put up. Um, you know, having to rely on De Gea a lot sometimes with that United squad. But you look at his 0405 team, you, you call that I'm, one of the okay, best fine. teams in Rose Premier League history. It'd probably be number two. Like, fine. Rose Rivers, if Wenger had the 2004-2005 Chelsea team, would he have won the title? No, if, if no, he was you just... Can't, if you he can't, had such a silly statement. You can't no, no, no. say that. Yes, I can. No, if, if I switch the... Yes, because that's what people were saying about Gerrard and Lampard. If I put Wenger in Mourinho's shoes and put Mourinho in Wenger's shoes, what happens? I think Arsenal get worse. I discounted that point as well. I don't think you can say put oh. someone in other person's shoes and use that as like a really like supported like main I point. Morley, what do you think? Morley, no, Morley, Morley. There's no. I want, I want to hear what Morley thinks is sort of an independent because you, you're an Arsenal fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. Like we're gonna have differing opinions on this. I personally think Arsene Wenger number two. Yeah, I no, I don't even rate Wenger like that. Like I wanted him gone years before, but I just personally. think that Mourinho, Mourinho. Pundits say it, other coaches say it, rival co- I know they're rivals, but rival coaches say it. Over the last couple of years, it's been like, especially at United, you saw cracks in like his whole margin, yeah. his persona. Like, he's you not like, he's lost. I think, I think also, he I wasn't think, backed think, by the board at United. If he was, we would have been a lot. As in, if we just signed, we he told us to sign. Pat, 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 what okay, do you he, think? If you had to put two and three, what, what do you think? I mean, I'd say for the Prem, Wenger over Mourinho. But I mean, if I was yeah. picking a manager for my team, who I'd want, I'd I'd want Mourinho over Wenger. But I no, I'd pick Mourinho because I think what Mourinho what Mourinho did at Inter Milan was top. But I'm going on Premier League only, and, Porto. and I think yeah. Man United and Porto, was a I mean, shambles. Won the Champions League at Porto. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think United yeah. was a yeah. shambles. I don't think you, I don't I mean, think that's Man, okay. <laughs> yeah. Prime. I don't. No. I, I don't. I, I don't care if he won three UEFA Champions League at Porto. It's not Prem. At, at Prem, he was bankrolled by Abramovich. I think any manager in that position does pretty much what he did. Not saying that. No, not saying that he's fourteen so. goals all all season. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, fifteen no, goals okay, yeah, season. Yeah, what it fine, was, fine, or eighteen fine, goals. Fine. It was. Okay, fine. The kind of the kind of managers we're talking about. Benitez wins the league with that team. Klopp certainly does. The two Italian boys definitely Bro, do. That's, that's not such again, a far-fetched statement. It's such a far-fetched statement. You can't say that this manager wins a team with this team because the managers often fine, uh, like fine, dictate fine, who fine, they get in fine, their teams. Fine, okay, what, okay, fine, fine. Going on to what Patrick said about oh, Mourinho wasn't backed. Mourinho wasn't backed and the club fell apart. Wenger wasn't backed and he kept them stable. Yes or no? Yes or no? What? Mourinho wasn't Look, backed. I, d- I don't think stable at mediocrity puts you at number two years. on this list, Chris. I don't think stable at mediocrity. But... Fourth, Champions League every year. Hardly seven points. Not even Europa League, Champions League for 20 straight seasons, spending nothing. The only big players Arsenal have brought in 
like since I've been a fan, like big players are what Nasri. No, not Van Persie because he was he was like a young kid in two thousand four. That's okay. ages ago. Erzul, Lacazette, Erzul, um, Kazola, Kazola, Erzul, Lacazette, Abamian. No, Lacazette, Abamian, Kazola, Erzul, Sanchez. That's five. And Nasri is six. Those are the only players who you can say have world class ability that he's brought in in the last. 12 years, 11 still years, still had great like players that. at the club. Like, such as what? Name them. Name them Van apart Percy. from the six that I just named. Yeah, okay, Van Persie, seven. Name someone else. Name Fabregas. Fabregas. Okay, eight. Fabregas, academy player. Name someone else. Wait, 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 wait what, what, what time are you talking about? Fabregas, so Fabregas, who left in 2011. When, you name, no, when we talk about Fabregas and Van Persie, we talk about how they left the club and he still kept them stable. I'm talking about Chris, players that he Look at, look at the Invincible season. Stable. Look at the Invincible season. I'm sorry, your players that were playing during that Invincible me, season what were What on earth does players. that have to do with me saying... Okay, what the hell does that have to do with me saying that after that team fell apart, he wasn't back? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about him like 2009-10 onwards when Omri had gone. All your stars, your Perez, your Bergkamp, your Wiltor, your Vieira, your Campbell were long gone. And you've got the likes of Danielson, Skrilacci, Vermaelen, you know, people like that. And he's still got... Okay, look, listen, we'll we'll cap it off in the fact that saying, like, if you think about, there's a reason it was called the Big Four for so many years because there wasn't many other teams challenging for that fourth spot. If so, it was always going to be oh, okay, Arsenal. Okay, so that now was it's really out. easy. Oh, so now it's really easy to come forth. Well, they, have they is, come forth in recent what? seasons? Have they? No. <laughs> That's because he's still not back. Because he's still bloody spend, spend, spend. I mean, if other clubs spend, 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 then yeah, okay, look, look, look. Gonna this is the thing. Both, both Morley and Pat and you have all said that you'd put in the grand scheme of Premier League that you would put um, Arsene Wenger at number two ahead of Mourinho. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, and you guys all back that. So, like, at the end of the day, I'm, I, I really do respect Wenger for what he did. He definitely revolutionized Premier League football when he came in. He changed so much around. He was a nobody, and he came in, and he did so much. He has the only invincible crown um, ever. And with that said, I will begrudgingly – it's not my personal preference, but this is about compromise. I would put him at two above Mourinho, okay? Just for the purpose of also timing, but also Chris made some great points. I think, you know, you guys say that you would take Mourinho as a manager, but you – in the rankings, you put – um, Wenger above above um, above Mourinho, and and with that said, I think it's very close. I think they both had their different style of managers, different different tactics, different you know styles of play. It's 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 difficult to 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 comprehend. So we'll go with Mourinho at two. So Mourinho at three. My bad. And we will place Arsene Wenger at number two. And with that said, Pat, like we did this. Who did we do this for? And it was clearly a number. We had a United number one yet? Oh, really? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Roy Keane. Yeah, I'm really. No, we had Terry above him at captain. Yeah, we had Terry above him as well, and at Defender uh, of Rio. We'll give it, yeah. Pat, I don't know if you've done this, but, but talk, speak to us about about what Sir Alex impact he had on your club because obviously he was your manager for the University of your childhood you know up until 2013 I mean, he know? wasn't he wasn't just our manager he did ev- like he did everything he had like he was involved in everything to like in the club and I mean that's one reason why when he left there were so many gaps to fill like people are talking now about oh we need a director of football we need this blah 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 he did everything and that was I guess in like modern times like football's changed so much that I don't know maybe he might not have been able to cope now, but back then he won thirteen league titles. Like no one else has ever come close to that. And I mean, I think what you have to remember is that 
the board gave him a chance for his first few years where he wasn't where he wasn't actually like he wasn't very good for his first few years and then once he won the FA Cup that was when he came that was his big break and then from there just titles and titles and titles his worst league position his worst, his worst league finish was third um he was like man managing ridiculous he's the one like Ronaldo's mentor um he like the perfect example of knowing when someone needs to go. Like got rid of Van Nistelrooy, Keane, Beckham, um, and yeah, up until his last season, twenty twenty thirteen, with like pretty 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 average team, he managed to win the league, and yeah, that sums up quite nicely. Okay, so with that said, I'm going to read through our top ten, and we will end the episode for today. So at number 10, the podcast, the Fans at Home podcast has Claudio Ranieri. At number nine is Rafa Benitez. At number eight is Sir Kenny Dalglish. At number seven is Carlo Angelotti. At number six is Antonio Conte. At number five is Jurgen Klopp. At number four is Pep Guardiola. At number three is Jose Mourinho. At number two is Arsene Wenger. And sitting pretty at number one, the man who has a stand named after him, Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, so Dalglish. And... <laughs> okay, and Douglas, I'll give it to you, but there's a difference between Douglas and Focus. And yeah, 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 I know, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll have some problems. So, with that all said, uh, I'd like to thank you, any of you who have managed to stay on as long as this. And um, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers, lads. Um, uh, we will be doing teams in the next couple of days um, with Chris, Will, and Pat all joining us again. So, please stay tuned. Once again, you know the details to get in contact with me, hopefully. Um, once again, remind you that email just in case you don't have my socials. It's the fans at home podcast at gmail.com. Um, so, with that said, thank you all, and we will see you next time.